Dragon Con, the podcast that uh, ducks into an alley and turns into a vampire. And joining me, as always, is the mistress of the dark, the dark streets. Lee, Lee, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, or am, am I now Batwoman? Because that would be cool. Um, sure. Can I be Batwoman? Sure. I like Batwoman. Okay, that's awesome. Or Elvira, mistress you, of the dark. You be I'm whoever you way. need to be. That's oh boy, oh boy. You be you. You're being nice to me right now because you know it's coming up. Yeah, we're, really yeah, we're about two weeks out at this point, folks. Yeah, and you're worried about your shins. You're worried about me kicking your shins. I know, oh, I thought you'd just I be know. punching my shins. at the. Oh, never mind. Oh, don't. Oh, okay. There's another one. All right. So we've had some big announcements. Um, mm-hmm. They come fast and furious now, guys. So keep watching them up. But Oh, uh, fast and furious. The, the cast of Fast and Furious will be there? <laughs> no, that's not what I know. J- John, no, stop. You've already made it miserable. The, the Rock You've is going to be there. You have already done your damage with its five-day con, so stop. Okay, so I want to say that Jack Quaid and Carl Urban are going to be there. Oh, yeah, I um, saw they're that. They're both in that new show of The Boys I'd like to think Carl that we. In, I like to think that we invoke them when, they, when we were talking about them uh, a few episodes back. And that's, I'm sure it was. I'm sure somehow it came out and that was the positive that brought it all together. That they probably cool. heard. They, they listen. They listen. They go, oh, hey, yeah. We, yeah, that's right. We can go back to Dragon Con. Yeah, that's, sure. That's what it was. And we're really excited about them coming. And, of course, some people know Carl Urban from Lord of the Rings. Some people know him from Star the Trek. rebooted Star Trek. And some people know him still from Xena. So, yay. And Dread. And, and Dread, which and is one of my the favorites. Boys, which is what he's currently coming in for. That's why I, yeah. I said the boys. I said the boys. And then... I did say the boys. And then we have more attention. Black Lightning people coming. Christine Adams uh, is on. And I already think I named all the other ones, um, which is good. And then we got Jess McCallan, who's Legends of Tomorrow. So kind of cool. And then also Christine Adams, who is. Yeah. All right. So she's a star of Black Lightning, but she was Agent Weaver on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I liked her for that. That was mm. really cool. So uh, we're good. I also found out today because I was doing some work in our lovely database and checking on some things. And I found out that two comics people I like are coming. Oh, really? Who's that? Uh Uh-huh. Well, one of them is Erica Henderson, who is with Squirrel Girl, a comic that is family-friendly and everybody should have. It's awesome. It is awesome. And everybody can read it. You can read it to your toddler all the way up to me and i'm very very old so (laughs) there's that and then also and it's not a nice word but guys that's actually what it's called it's called bitch planet uh who has and it's joanna estep who's east estep estep or estep i'm not sure it's e-s-t-e-p um and i'm really excited because i have some trades 
that I'm going to take over there or else I'm going to beg my husband to take over there and go through the scary, dark hole that is filled with vampires and werewolves and other demons to get them signed, John. I don't know if he'll make it through that black hole of the werewolves and vampires and demons. Oh, well, uh, maybe maybe somebody here can tell us what kind of uh, vampires and demons and, and other uh, street, uh, maybe even urban um, mm. uh, monsters they might you might expect to see over there. Is there somebody I, here that, that is, might do that? I, you know what? That's, we got somebody. We got somebody. We got Carol, who is the Carol. director of Urban Fantasy. Hi, Carol. Hi, Lee. Hi, John. Hello. Hi. Hello. We're not um, getting any better. My We've first, been doing this 10 years and we're still not getting my, any better. My, my first question for Carol, though, has it, because it seems to be the only cast member that's missing. Um, has the actor who plays Donnie uh, decided to come to Dragon Con as well for my zombie? I have not heard. I have not heard that yet. Um, I can look. What, 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 what is his I don't name? know what his name is, but he's literally. He's the only one. He's your well, track. Did cancel, unfortunately. Who did? So, yeah, who played Major? Yeah, he did. He was Robert just, Buckley. He was just announced, just like he, yeah. What? And then so he think, got work. Well, uh, congratulations yeah, exactly. first of all for getting work. Yay! Yes, but but even that, even that. Seriously, yeah. I think it's it, like the entire cast, the entire main cast is coming to Dragon exactly. Con. Exactly. And who did exciting. you say is on iZombie? Who is it? He, iZombie he plays character. Donnie and. Um, Donnie. Uh, I forget Scott E yeah. as well because he's it's okay. Twins. It's yeah. it's a Google search. I zombie Donnie, and I'm mm. great. So you just start talking to Carol about what urban fantasy. Oh yeah, so is yeah, and so where so they Carol, can find it. What is urban fantasy? Oh, believe it or not, nobody ever asked me that question. No, uh, all joking <laughs> aside, um, urban fantasy is distinguished from some other types of fantasy by its by its setting. For one thing, it's oh, it's place in a recognizable world mm -hmm. uh, for example it could be just you know uh, it could be a real place that exists because some stories are set in atlanta or it right. could be a made-up city or area but it's still in a recognizable world it's not something that you know exists in just in someone's imagination or whatever it's a it's a, a real life setting but with the supernatural involved and that can be in the form of magical creatures of all sorts um the, mm -hmm. the aforementioned vampires and werewolves but it can also be things like you know uh demons and uh, all of that sort of thing magic is always involved for the most part so mm -hmm. and it's yeah, a lot of people will ask, like, well, why is why is this between this track or that track or another one? And Carol Derrick, who runs Hard Track, and myself get that a lot of times because we kind of seem to overlap each other. But like, if you think about it, that it's weird, and somehow the government's involved or a governmental-like agency. That's probably me. Right? If it's weird, and no government is involved. It's probably Carol. It's probably urban fantasy. And then if it's just weird and there's a whole lot of blood and gore, it's probably Derek. That's actually, yeah. That's how I put it. That's my thumbnail for it. So was there government in it? Yes. Was it really, really bloody? No. Okay, that's Lee. <laughs> you know, right, so, right, yeah, there you right. go. 
Yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah. There you go. Now, am I? Am I? I was correct. And I Zombie isn't falls under your track, right? Yes, it does. Yeah, because yes, it's a. It it's does. a. Oh, oh, yeah. It's a. It's not quite a monster series, but it does take place in recognizable in a you know in a recognizable setting, Seattle. Um, and sometimes it's the CDC somehow. Um, and, yeah. uh, um, <laughs> and it's, you know, involves zombies, even though it's not, I mean, they're zombies, but they're whatever. Um, what other, what other shows fall yes. under, under your, um, track as well? I have I have a whole bunch of them actually mm-hmm. this uh, this year things that are current but in terms of shows that are not currently airing that I do cover uh, Buffy and Angel also mm-hmm. are now mm-hmm. under the aegis of urban fantasy because they you know that's what they were essentially mm-hmm. we didn't always call it that back then but that's what they were and uh, I've got. Uh, from the uh, different show casts that I have coming this year, in addition to iZombie, I have Lucifer. <laughs> and uh, yes, and uh, we have we have two cast members from Lucifer coming. Mm-hmm. And we have the Magicians. We have some folks from there. So I'm very excited about that as well. And then we have Supernatural. For the first time since my track has been in existence, we're actually getting some Supernatural cast. So that's very exciting. And uh, Winona Earp, which we're thrilled to have back. So mm-hmm. those are those are five examples right there. But those are the ones that we have cast members that will be at Con. But there are, you know, a number of other things that we cover as well. American Gods falls under uh, oh, the, the so urban good. fantasy track. Yeah. We had some of them come last year, and that was that was a lot of fun. They they were great. Yeah. Well, and uh, you've got, I mean, and the Erpers are a huge fandom. I mean, they love that show. So, I mean, you got iZombieites and her- Erpers and Wolfies and more. I mean, everybody <laughs> who loves all of these, I don't know. I'm trying to, yeah, I don't know. I, I tried to get there, John. Sorry. But yeah, no, it's, that's awesome. It's kind of an embarrassment of riches, but it's a good embarrassment of riches. And we are, and we love it and squeeze it and call it George because... You know, there are years when it's pretty tight for any <laughs> any other cast. So that's really right. good. And what are some of like this, not guest star panels, but just like guest uh, fan panels you're doing like in your room? Well, I'm doing fan panels on all of the shows that we cover on the track. Yay. And with, uh, well, we, we did have... Uh, I, panel that I'm calling a combo fan panel, which is going to cover seven different shows. And the reason for that is because, well, there are only so many hours in a day and I've already got 50, 55 of them scheduled. So, so, you know, you can only do just so many. Um, And I, so I just kind of bundled them together and I have the, the panel has representatives that we'll be talking about each one of the shows. And so they'll be, and then, you know, being able to interact with the audience. So that was something a little bit different. I've never done that before. Uh, I think the only time that we ever did anything slightly similar to that was when uh, I think one time I combined a vampire diaries and an originals panel because they were, you know, most people who watched one watched the other and they, one was an outgrowth of the other. But but this is, uh, you know, seven totally different shows and they, they will be listed in the app, which ones are, uh, you know, going to be 
covered by the discussion. So I, I'm going to see how that goes. That'll be kind of, you know, kind of a new thing for us. We do have 55 different authors being featured on the track. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a lot of authors. That's so cool. Yeah. And they will be, you know, appearing on all kinds of things. I I have authors that enjoy taking part in the fan panels as well. So I try to do a mixture of, you know, the the authors who are who are really into it or some of our attending professionals and then also the uh you know from the audience so they you know they can all kind of mix it up together and it's it, it seems to be working so far so uh we'll be doing more of that and i will have in addition to all of the thematic panels that we do, like, you know, talking about, we have one that's going to be about werewolves and we have one that uh, will be about the, the Fae and urban fantasy, one about music, uh, either the authors who write it or by the, you know, how, what role does music actually play in, you know, in the books themselves. Mm. So we have we have those, but then in addition we do have the uh, the solo Q and A's with Jim Butcher and Patricia Briggs and uh, Cheryl and Kenyon, and one of the reasons for that is that you want you want them to you know those fans to be able to have a chance to ask of that person, so that when those other people when those people are on panels with other people, it you know, it's it's not just I'm getting questions, if, if that makes sense. And anyway, so we do the solo Q&As. And uh, so we have we have those three coming up for those folks. We we do have and we do, you know, go okay, through the very uh, last. So yeah. we've got stuff going on. Well, and uh, you talked about Cheryl and Kenyon. There's a big group in the parade every year that are Cheryl and Kenyon fans. And yeah. you can see them in there. And I would also say, look for, if you've got a fandom, they're probably somewhere in there. It doesn't <laughs> probably, have to be, yeah. yeah it, they'll be in there somehow, somewhere. Because we have like all things Dragon Con is a big thing. And a lot of people who are like, they're just four of us that wanted to march today, but that signed up to march and we're erpers and we're going to, I'm like, Jan sets them up and she gets them all ready and it'll be great. So yeah, that is cool. Um, since John has made us have Thursday programming, are you doing anything on Thursday? <laughs> well, I'm going to yeah. call. I am going to say that mm-hmm. until we get Wednesday programming, probably. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yes, we are actually doing yeah. something on Thursday evening. Uh, I did last year as well, but I but I wanted to try something different this year and decided uh, there are a lot of people who miss the Buffy Horror Picture Show. Yeah. And that, you know, used to be a well, it started it started out as an annual event and then it became, a, I guess, an every other year. And, uh, you know, now it's been a few years since we've done it. And I wanted to kind of do something for it. So we're going to screen just the episode in the track room on on Thursday night so that hopefully people who might want to come and just see it with a bunch of other fans. And I had somebody comment when they saw I was doing it. They commented on the Facebook page and said, well, um, 
uh, is it okay if we sing along? And I said, well, of course, <laughs> you know, go for it. So uh, that is what we are doing Thursday night. That is very cool because everybody loves that musical app. And even if I can only sing, I got the mustard out. I they got the mustard out. I'm really uh, happy right. About that, so. <laughs> it's always good. That's always good. Now um, we're also talking about there are times now. Most of your panels, as I understand it, just because you and I've chatted before, uh, are family friendly or for general audience. Is there anything you're doing like at that ten o'clock hour that moves us into, you know, adult only time or eighteen and over time? The only exception to that, the only thing that we have marked as mature is we're doing the fan film, uh, Red Sun, which is a Dresden Universe fan film. And it's we've screened it before a couple of years ago. And that was actually the first time that it that was in 2017. And it it, it premiered at Dragon Con. And uh, we are showing it again. And it's it's marked mature mainly because of language. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not, you yeah. know, it's not, uh, will have that in their minds that they'd like to bring their, you know, teen child with them or something. That's the only reason as far as I can remember yeah. that it's marked that way, but yeah, that would um, make sense. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other late night program? I mean, do you usually stop at 10 or do you have any other late night programming? Oh, I do. Uh, this year, I do have something going on at 1130, but it, that's only because it kind of seemed to fit and it was a late night thing. Uh, what we are doing is kind of we're going to pretend we're around a campfire, although we're not going to actually build a fire in the West and, you know, or anything like that. Um, but we have a group of authors who are going to be either reading or in at least one case telling a spooky story that they've written Ooh. Ooh. and then we also have the the wonderful band valentine wolf is going to be there and they are going to be playing in between each of the readings and oh. they will be doing some some under you know some accompaniment some underscoring in parts of the readings as well. So we are billing that as spooky tales and haunted mu haunting music. And uh, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, people will enjoy it. That sounds nothing, like fun, yeah. It's late, but there's nothing about it that needs to be marked as mature. So, I mean, people are welcome to bring whatever. So, well, that's good. I mean, that's good because mm -hmm. then, you know, you've got it. So anybody could come to that one because there are people that have younger people that can stay up very, very late. Um, my child was able to do that when he was like 14 and 15 and going to an urban, you know, urban story thing would have been great. Now, his father would have had to take him because I take a nap. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in bed. Well, I'm, I'm napping. I'm going to sleep. So, yeah. Uh, but that's no, that's really cool. I like that you're doing that. There's. John, what's your scariest? Do you have a short urban? No. Fantasy? No. <laughs> I'll I sum that up. One, no. I, I thought of one, which is I got to Dragon Con and I forgot my deodorant. And then no, the CVS in Peachtree Center was all out. Because that would, that would be a very scary that would urban would be horrifying. Story. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that would be absolutely horrifying. And, and are, I had yeah. to stand outside wait, uh, waiting for the parade to start. Yes, so. and we had to stay outside. And I don't have time to shower, but between the next panel, I'm 
helping with. This yeah, is all way too scary and way too bad. real. But it is set in a, it is set in a recognizable in a recognizable set, uh, setting. So yeah, that's um, right. Now, do you, are you doing anything for charity this year? Do you have anything special you're doing for charity? Yes, the way that we collect uh, donations for whatever Dragon Con's charity is for that year is that we do what we call the Battle of the UF Track Show fandoms, and I have a little container that is that represents each of the shows that we cover on the track and Mm -hmm. people who wish to show their support for a particular show will put their money in that particular container and then we add it all up at the end and tell you who the winner is now it's usually true that the the ones who win are the ones that have cast members there because they've got you know They've got extra fans and more opportunity to do it. So we, but then I also last year a category or a, a, a container for for people who wanted to contribute but didn't either want to pick between shows or could care less about the shows. And so I just called it the book bucket. There you go. And awesome. and they could donate, uh, you know, that way because I since I do cover both. I have a number of people who come one type of programming or the other. Now I do have people who come to both, but I but there are you know some distinct groups that come just for the one type of thing. And so you know I figure well we'll just put the book bucket out there. And we did get some we did get some donations in it last year, so we'll see. Oh, that's cool. that's like uh it. that's super super cool. Um, are there any other uh, f- you know panels that you'd like to you know like like to definitely like to highlight that you're doing this year? I know we talked a little bit beforehand. And it's like, well, if I highlight this one, then this other one doesn't get highlighted, and then uh, right. which one do right. I pick? It's a, you know trying to pick the the which one of your children you want to keep. Um, but but <laughs> no let's just, Sophie's choice on the panels. Yes, please. let's, yeah, let's yeah, assume. Right. Yeah. Let's assume you love them all, but there are a couple that you love a little bit more. No, just kidding. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> just kidding. Right. Just a tiny well, bit. Yeah. Now, one thing that we are doing is that uh, this year is the 20th anniversary of Angel. And Ooh. so our fan panel about uh, on that show is going to be kind of looking back over the show and talking about, you know, it started out as a spinoff gained its own identity as a, you know, as it progressed and stuff like that. So anyway, so that's going to be kind of fun. And that was, you know, trying to also recognize the fact that the show has been around that long. We will also have um, a, something I should have mentioned before. Uh, Dacre Stoker will be back with us again this year doing a presentation on Saturday. And he's the great grandnephew of Bram Stoker. I saw that at, so, today yeah. at some point. I was like, oh, that's an inter- that is interesting. Yeah. And and this is his third year coming oh. to Dragon Con, but he wasn't able to come for the whole con this year. So what he's doing is he's doing a presentation on my track about the writing of a book that was actually um, a prequel. He and I had a co-author and they did this together. That's a prequel to Dracula. And he's going to be talking about how they did this and his presentations are, are really very good. And then a little bit later, he's going to be doing one for Derek 
on the horror track. And then they're actually, after that, they're going to be talking about Nosferatu, the, the uh, movie. So I'll let Derek talk to you about those whenever he gets to come on with you. But, but Dacre will be there doing all of his stuff in one day, kind of spread out over the over the time but but those uh you know that's something that's a bit more unusual mm-hmm. and we have we have the return of the horror or the horror it could be depending on who's on the panel mm-hmm. it can it can kind of go that way but the return of the humor panel we do that every year uh humor and urban fantasy and because it, a lot of people feel that it's a you know, kind of not really a requirement because there is some out there that doesn't have any uh, or doesn't have much. But but there there's a lot of urban fantasy that does have a thread of humor. So that panel is always very popular and it's, you know, got different different people on it this year than it did last year. And it, so it should be a lot of fun. That should be a lot of fun. That is really. Yeah. Cool. And how did I not know that the great great nephew wasn't there before? I, you said this is like his third year. And I, I was just on some of our, something today. I think it was one of the reports we review, and I was like, "Huh, I didn't know this is neat." So yeah, well, I don't really cool. know because he was there. This is this will be the third time that that he's come, and he's he's a wonderful speaker. He's uh, a lovely person. Uh, he's he's really uh, you know this has become what he has spent most of his time doing these days is you know kind of working to make sure that people are aware of his goals. Um, you know mm-hmm. uh, what what he and you know that's not the Dracula is not the only thing he wrote, but that's the most famous thing he wrote. So mm-hmm. in any case, that that's it's very exciting that we're going to have his, him back with us again. And um, I'm sorry you didn't know before, Lee. That's okay. <laughs> I did know. It's don't be sorry for it. I just noticed it today and went, oh boy, that's really neat. So yay. Um, now we haven't mentioned this. Where is the track actually located? <laughs> we are in the Weston. Yeah, we are the wild, in the Weston. That's yep. correct. And uh, yeah, it, you know, it gets a little wilder every year, but it's still not. It's you know, still not as wild as some of the other places. So uh, we and we are on the the main floor. That when I say main floor, the one that you come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the most people come into the hotel from that front entrance and it's the sixth floor but it's the chastain level we're all the way at the back behind the escalators and one thing i like to tell people is that if they don't want to have to come through the crush of the that um the hallway that's the, the main floor there on that sixth floor you can actually come in from the side of the hotel Mm. And you can and you come in a side door which has like a handicapped ramp and it has I don't know if it has stairs too but it's I mean you can get in that way you come in on the fifth floor and then if you take the escalator up one level are right that we're right there right in front of you when you get off so that's a convenient way to test the track and believe me I do it a lot myself going back and forth between usually the Hyatt and uh, where a lot of our 
you know, big room panels end up being. Bigger so, are, yeah. And that's because you have big name stars and fandoms that are really that fans that really love their fandoms. So you need well, those really big, big Hyatt rooms. Which and is cool. we do use the Peachtree Ballroom as well. But mm -hmm. then they're always, uh, they, you know, we do share, yeah. <laughs> we have to share that ballroom with a few other tracks. So we, we can't get it all the time. Yeah, so uh, we do have, but we do have a fair number there. And then this year, as of right now, tentatively, mm -hmm. because we know that that's our kind of our byword, rightly. That's that, always it, uh, yeah. That the, we do have uh, some big room panels in the Hyatt and we even have a couple in the Marriott this time. This is, that's the oh, first wow. time in a while that I've done that. Yeah. So uh, we're, you know, we're getting even more, a little, a little more spread out this year, but, but well, and uh, the track room is in the Weston. And again, that's because overall Dragon Con has an embarrassment of riches, which is great. And we are not embarrassed by it. We just are very thankful um that you, right so you you're even having to share the hyatt because we have so many so that is great right. too mm -hmm. and as john and i well i don't know how we did it but the the peach tree ballroom that is for panels is in the weston we've uh corrected that a lot because we got a little confused but it's in the weston yeah we were putting in we the sheridan four so. no we weren't gonna say any other hotels to get them confused yeah. just well, peach tree ballroom weston, weston. yes yes there we go. On we the had, eighth we, floor, yes. Yeah, on we've, the had, eighth floor. we've had several people correct us on that matter. Yes, and that's good. We thank you for thank you letting for us know because we were doofuses. Yeah. Yes. So cool. <laughs> well, I will point out though that at the time the person who was talking about their, their activity being in there never questioned whether we were yeah, correct he, or not. Yeah. And that's okay. That's what would have been great is if that particular I don't remember who the director was. Um, it was Bo, actually. Oh, it was Bo. Yeah. If Bo wound up over in the chair and go, they told me it was here. Yeah, then yeah. I'm sure Bo. We knew. will take. I'm sure Bo knows where he's going, but you know, yeah, it's okay. Because Bo knows. Um, Bo knows. All right. So Carol, thank you so much for being on the show. We're gonna go now. Say thanks, uh, that's John. Not true. Oh, that's gosh. not true. This is the part of the show, Carol, <laughs> where I ask you for a number between one and twenty. Did How you... about sixteen? Sixteen. Please don't be sports. Please don't be sports. Six, seven, Please eight, don't be sports. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Oh, nope. It's a new deck. Okay, so it's, it's a, a new, new deck. deck. So Carol, yeah, because things got shuffled around since to, last time. Yeah. Oh, good. He has to open them. So for people who may, this may be the only 50 days you listen to because you're big urban fantasy people. Uh, John Carroll, as you know, likes to play a game to end these. And he also has a little bit of an addiction in that he loves to buy trivia cards. So he goes to Big Lots and Tuesday morning and whatever your brand, Ollie's, and buys these trivia games. And so he has bought one, as you can hear the cellophane crinkling in the background. And those are what he's going to ask us. And I'm really glad it's a new deck instead of it was supposed to sports. be um, sports yesterday. And that was just <laughs> a bad idea. That was just that was a bad idea. Uh, oh, it, only if it was all college football, I might have a chance or 80s, 80s tennis, 80s. Uh, yeah, I think 80s tennis. I'd be all right on. But that's about it. Where do my dice go? I don't know tennis. where your dice 
Oh, there it is. I found it. Tina okay, says so, it this, sport, so this this tip. one is yeah. yet another pop culture trivia deck. Um, Hallelujah. So there's five questions on here. I'll roll the dice, and uh, whichever number comes up as a, as a question I will ask you. If it comes up with six, then you get to pick. Um, and if you pay attention, you can figure out which categories are which. And we'll play to uh, three or five, depending upon how much uh, torture it is. <laughs> All right, so we go, we'll start with you, Carol. Uh, again, the first okay. the first to either three or five, again, depending upon where we're at. Uh, yeah, depending on torture. Right. So yeah. two, looks like it's um, looks like it's literature. In the poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas, what danced in the heads of the children nestled all snug in their beds? Sugar plums. Sugar plums, that's right. Or visions there. Oh, good. We like these of, questions so far. Uh, <laughs> visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. All right, Lee. Uh, yeah. You got a six, so you get to pick uh, one, two, three, four, or five. I like this two thing. Go with two. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I like sugar plums. In the world according to Garp, oh lord, what does T S Garp's initial stand for? What does a T S? Oh, stand I read for? this so much. Um, I think it's just T S. That's why they call him Garp. I think it doesn't stand for anything. No. No, Oops. it does stand for something. Do you want to take a guess at what it might be? Truman S. No, technical sergeant. Technical sergeant. Technical. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, okay. It's one. been a long time since I read that book. So yes. All right, I rolled a one, which has a picture of um, a Rubik's cube next to it, but I don't think this has anything to do with games. What brand of vodka was first produced in Moscow during the 1860s? This is for you, Carol. Sorry. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I'm like, oh my gosh. What, what brand of vodka? Was first produced in, in Mas- Moscow during the 1860s. Oh, I'm actually drawing a blank on brands of vodka. <laughs> I actually <laughs> think even I guess. did this one. Uh, it was in Mad Men, wasn't it? It it was Ted Danson currently does their, their advertising. Yes. Is it Smirnoff? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's just a Mad Men thing because in Mad Men, uh, they had Smirnoff vodka and it was kind of a big deal. You couldn't get in in the 60s. Oh, so okay. they were like, you can have anything on my bar cart except for the Smirnoff. And it was just a little weird thing. Uh-huh. I'm ready, John. All right. I rolled a three, which <laughs> which shows a TV, but yet this is a movie. Um, what actress does the, does the twist with John Travolta in Pulp Fiction? Oh, Uma Thurman. That is correct. All right, I rolled a one. Um, so, Carol, this is for you. In 1971, gen- oh, this is actually vaguely related to your track. Um, or it could be in the horror track. There's a hint for you. Uh, in 1971, General Mills introduced what cereal featuring a vampire on the box? Count Chocula. That is correct. All right, uh, Lee, here we go. Number two. Okay. What uh-huh. book published in 1902 launched Beatrix Potter's career as a child, children's author? Um, what book published in 1902 launched yeah, it, Beatrix Potter's career? It's Peter Rabbit, and it's, yes. I can't remember. Yeah, the, okay. Is it tale, just Peter Rabbit? It's The Tale of Peter the Rabbit. The Tales of, The Tale of Peter Rabbit. Okay, so yay, I got it. Woohoo! right. All right. Uh, Carol, this is for you. Rolled a three, which is again a television, but oh, this and 
Eh, this is a movie. Uh, in the movie Slumdog Millionaire, 18-year-old Jamal Malik is a contestant on the Indian version of what TV show? Oh, I've I've seen that movie too, but I can't. Well, it's been it's been several years t- ago. Let me remind you of the title. The title is Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. Um, the Indian version oh, of what game show? Oh, uh, the uh, uh, can't remember the name of it. Who wants? Who wants? Who wants to be a millionaire? That's it. That's correct. Okay. Uh, I still want a cookie for the Uh Henley. I still want a cookie. All right. Here we go. I rolled a three for you, and and good luck with this one. Uh, What former Pussycat doll won season ten of Dancing with the Stars? (laughs) Good luck with that. Uh, John Butel. I. That is correct. All right. You get a point. Yes. All right. I get a point for that little one. Known yeah. little, yeah, little known fact. Hidden talent. Little known fact. I was one of the pussy. Yeah, you got to watch him. You got to watch him, man. You have to see his dips. All right. This is for the win. Um, all right. Who replaced, uh, I rolled a five. Who replaced Rudy Giuliani as mayor of New York? Ooh. Is that de Blasio? No, no. Somebody before him. It's it was, whoever. Yeah, was, I can't yeah. remember who it is it was either. Bloomberg. Bloomberg no. Oh, it was Bloomberg. Bloomberg. That's Blair. right. Okay. All right. What Lee? What brand of coffee is good to the last drop? Maxwell House. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, Trust five me, again. I don't win. It's got to go to you. Who is Lisa? Why can't I pronounce her name? Who is Lisa Minnelli's mother? Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli. Thank you. I, I I was drawing a blank on how to pronounce her name for some reason. Uh, Somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of embarrassing because that's like my uh, favorite movie of all time. So why I can't remember her name? Well, I can remember. I can see her face. I can. Okay. T- I I don't know if you'll do this, but um, do you remember the book Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. You remember that was written by Judy Bloom. Right. Judy Bloom. <laughs> Judy. <laughs> oh, I'm trying the best this I can. And I know, I know you are, and right, I'm I just to, I'm having call, a blank. I'm sorry. I gotta call time. It was Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Okay, yeah. Right. Trying to, and I couldn't think of how I could get to Garland. I was trying. Well, you were trying, and I appreciate that. And I think yeah, okay. that uh, my my uh Anyway, I won't make any excuses for myself. I just couldn't remember. <laughs> no, it ha- it, trust me, it happens. Okay. It's Dragon Con. Right we're, we're under we're under twenty days, so yeah. Who knows yes. what's happening? All right, yes, Lee, yes. this is for you. Uh, okay. Which U.S. president said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself? FDR. That is correct. All right, again for the win. Uh, I rolled a three, and let's see. Um, who terrorized lawyer Nick Nolte's family in the remake of Cape Fear? Robert De Niro, wasn't it? That yes. is correct. There yes, we go. That's to, five. Okay, wait. I got a question. Yeah. If I had said, "Who are you talking to me? Who are you talking to? Are you talking to me? Would you have known who that was? Well, she got it right. It doesn't matter. I know. I was just curious. I was <laughs> well, to honestly, I've never seen the movie, but I, oh, yeah, I, I remember... I, 
it's a very but yeah, I probably it, it, it was even a freaky movie when it was in black and white. So I got you on that. Yeah. It's still a scary. Yeah. All right, Carol. Okay, let's, let's remind everyone uh, where they can get more info on uh, the Urban Fantasy track on the web, as well as where you're located at Dragon Con. Okay. Well, in the as far as on the web goes, since we have had our recent uh, website revamp mm-hmm. uh, the, through Dragon Con. Um, most of us don't have our own personal or, you know, our own individual track pages up and running at this point. So uh, I, mine is not really right at the moment, mm-hmm. but where people, the best place for people to find us online is on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And if you go to, if you just put in Dragon Con Urban Fantasy, it'll take you right there. And that page that page is also active all year long, not just, you know, during con, but that is where people are going to get the fastest updates to things. We do also have a Twitter page, which tends to only be more active in the, you know, in the few months leading up to con. There might be occasionally things that, you know, we'll do with that during the rest of the year, but that is at urban fantasy DC. And those are the two best places to get information about it. Now, people are welcome to to go ahead and contact me directly, which uh, the email address for the track is urbanfantasy at dragoncon.org. So I'd be happy to answer any questions that people might have or, you know, on the it's probably easier for them if they're already looking at the Facebook page to do it through there for. Our, our home base is the room Chastain 1 and 2 in the Westin, which is at the very back of the, the sixth, well, it's the sixth floor technically, but it's the, the main floor that has the main entrance on Peachtree and all of that. We're at the back behind the escalators. We do have some, some program that, programming that will take place in the Peachtree Ballroom. We also have an overflow room in the, in the Westin, which I have a few panels in this year that is down the it's on the same floor but it's a little bit uh, down the hall and that's chastain ij and it's next to apocalypse rising and then we also have some other programming going on in both the hyatt and the marriott this year at least as of now correct as as always everything at dragon con is tentative uh, until it's happened and possibly even then it might not have actually really happened it could just be your imagination <laughs> Um, so, or not in the place you thought it did, anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Carol, for taking uh, time out of your busy, uh, busy, busy ramp up to the con. Um, we appreciate you and all of your volunteers. As I've been reminding people, uh, please, at least once a day, probably several times a day, thank a volunteer as you see them at Dragon Con. They are doing, uh, they're doing their job to make their best, their very best to make your experience. Uh, even better. And remember, they don't get they don't get paid or anything. They're just they're nope. just a fan uh, like you. Who, the only benefit they get is you know uh, they work the appropriate number of hours as a free badge. But that's that's hardly um, uh, the, for the amount of work that they're doing. It's it's really a, a labor of love as opposed to you know just a money saving uh, gimmick. Yes. So absolutely um, yes. Yeah. Be sure to thank. Be sure to thank the volunteer. Um, So until next time, for Carol and Lee, this is John. 
saying peace. Bye. Hi, everyone. This has been a production of The Unique Geek. To leave a comment or suggestion, call us at 813-3210-TUG or email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com. Follow The Geeks on Twitter at sign The Unique Geek. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike non-commercial license.